podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to Hell and Hills podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello. Welcome. Hey. Um, hi. Hi. What How are you? You know, I'm not bad. How about you? Doing pretty good. Um, just, you know, dealing with babies. Not yet. They're still in the womb. Um, oh, okay. But they are expanding. Uh-huh. Cody keeps uh, measuring my stomach in some different methods. So. What? What? different method because uh, when you said measuring your stomach i'm like okay cool he's got like measuring tape what how many methods he's just seeing how much further out my stomach is than my chest ah okay yeah that's his the method. classic yeah the classic <laughs> so he he's uh he did that tonight um trying to think what else do we got going on you can see him behind me cleaning out a dog's ears wonderful i love the mm-hmm. gloves you got to be sanitary, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As he picks up a paper towel off the floor, but you it's know, fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's He's fine. doing great. He's got on a headlamp and everything. This is uh, he even warmed up the solution. That's love. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is love right there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I don't. I can't think of anything that my dad said this week that I needed to relay. Okay, that I'm gonna take that as a good thing. Um, I mean, I can double check. Hold on, I will say he enjoyed the episode 120 quite a bit. Lucky Luciano, the first part. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he enjoyed your part. He enjoyed he yours too. Yeah, he enjoyed yours too. Um, I don't even remember what I did. That was a long time ago. It's you know what's fun is we have a whole ass spreadsheet of the things that we've covered. You did the um, demon. Ah, that's right. I did Beelzebub. Yeah. Yeah. That um, one was kind of fun. You know what? Tuesday I did get a text that said we need to discuss this last episode. Oh. What I called we... him, but I don't remember what we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> it must not. It probably wasn't important. It must not have been that important. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, he did. You know what? I do remember him saying that he's glad you did not um, include instructions on how to summon Beelzebub? I am nothing if I'm not responsible. Yeah, he was like, because he said something about if uh, people do summon it, he's going to have to go and kick some demon ass. Okay. Yeah. The huge. Okay. I would. No biggie. I would uh, sign up. I would buy that fight on pay per view. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's, and then he also said the mushy stuff. I texted you the mushy stuff, though. Oh, yeah, that made me uncomfortable in a good yeah. way. Like, I'm appreciative. <laughs> I'm just not good at mushy stuff. Yeah. So, Dad, I did tell her the mushy stuff. Yeah. And he's going to, I bet you anything, he calls me and says, what mushy stuff? And I will have to tell him and repeat the mushy stuff to him. That's fine. But I remember. That's fine. that's fine. He was very, incur- his, he went into dad mode, guys. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. And it was dad mode for Amanda this time. Yes. So, um, Trying to think. The only other thing I can think of is I've just got baby stuff going on. Oh, oh, that oh. was that was a reaction. We set up one of our cribs last night because we only have one right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They can both be in there. I think that's safe. Well, it's a mini crib, so it's not really big enough oh. for both of them. That's what I have, and I love it. Do you love it? Um, 
I don't know. I have, don't have babies in it yet. The only thing that's slightly annoying about it is that, um, well, I don't know about you. You live in a bigger city. Maybe you can. I can't just go to Walmart and buy sheets for a mini crib or Target. Uh, Target didn't have them either, which is confusing because Target sells mini cribs where I'm at, but they don't sell the sheets. So I just had to order them offline. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually looked because mm-hmm. this is the first one we bought. So I didn't know. Yeah. I haven't really looked. I knew we would be doing a mini crib. Let's be honest. I knew we would just because of space in our house. Right. But. um, And you have to fit two cribs in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the one because we bought it. We bought it on not like brand new. Actually, it was brand new, um, but it was off of a website, like a classified website. Mm-hmm. Um. So we bought it from someone that was just selling it, but it was brand new in the box, never opened. Box never opened. Well, heck yeah. Brand new mattress, everything. So I was like, okay. And it was a pretty good deal. And then it turned out like the next day after I, like we assembled the crib and Amanda's going to tell you about a picture I just sent her in a second. But after we assembled the crib, my mom found another one on the same KSL um, mm-hmm. from someone else selling. This one is used, but it's the exact same mini crib. What are the freaking odds? I know. So she's going to try to get that next weekend. But yeah. So I just got a picture from Bryce and my heart grew three sizes just now. So it's a mini crib. It's gray. It looks like a crib, you know, a little miniature prison. But inside the crib is a very proud Maisie. She was very excited. She was not actually. She wanted out. Mm-hmm. But I think she was just posing for the camera to be like, get me out quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, because she knows if she if you get the picture, she'll she'll get what she wants. She'll get out of there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. She's like, if you hurry this up, get the picture. I'm out. But she looks really proud to be in that crib. Oh, she, she does. She, she looks like that's hers. Yeah, she helped us put it together. By helped, I mean, like she kept laying on the materials, like all the screws and stuff. And then she would lay in the center of the crib and get trapped. And she was doing what she could, you know. That that sounds about right. You're so ready for toddlerhood, just from that sentence you just said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, she's a good girl. She helped us. She was happy to inspect the crib. And I actually, we put her in there and I told my mom it was for size comparison. You told your mom what? I'm sorry. James is asking me about toddler clothes because I haven't folded them. Oh, I was saying we put Maisie in for size comparison. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So if Maisie fits. The baby will fit. The baby will fit. For sure. Yeah. So. I love that picture. I think it's great. Oh, I'll post it on Instagram and all the things if I remember. Which I will because I'll have to edit this and here we are. Anyways, but yeah, that's what I, that's what we did. Um, how are you, how are you? Any updates? I know you have a story. You've had a story oh all my God. Long. Okay. All week. I don't remember what day I text you, but so, okay. Um, so I'm at work and the, the teller supervisor is on vacation, which means all questions go to me. All problems go to me and I can't put them off on anyone else. It really sucks and I don't like it. So uh, this one woman had a problem and she was asking a lot of businessy questions and business with businessy jargon that I did not understand. 
So I was like, well, I can, and I guess if it matters, basically she owns a business. She was selling that business and she wanted to know if we had someone that could kind of help her through that. And I was like, well, I'm not sure, but I can find out. So I called, called somebody they didn't know. So I, <laughs> I WebExed my, uh, basically he's like a regional manager of a bunch of different branches of all the branches, mine included. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I have a customer. These are her questions. I uh, already talked to so-and-so. She said, we don't do that. Do you know of anybody else? Like any other department? And he was like, well, let me look into it. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> about a half hour, maybe 45 minutes later, I get an email that he had forwarded me. And this email is saying like this, you know, yeah, we we can do some of that stuff. This is who she needs to reach out to. And I'm scrolling down and Basically, he took a screenshot of that WebEx message and forwarded it to um, one senior vice president of the whole ass bank, who there, she forwarded it to another senior vice president of the whole ass bank in a different department. (laughs) And what I had asked for in that message that was forwarded to very important people was something along the lines of this is what she needs and she's looking for somebody to help her schlong the way. I read it as schlong. So even though it was just S-L-O-N-G, as soon as Amanda (laughs) sent me that information, I knew what she was thinking. (laughs) And what did you say she said something about everyone's being so supportive and encouraging and i don't need that and i said not me (laughs) that's what i was looking for because when i i didn't catch it until he forwarded me the end of the line of emails and that's when i saw it and i was like (gasps) and my branch manager was right beside me and she's like what what's wrong and i was like that does not say along uh-huh. And yeah, everyone was like, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, it happens all the time. We knew what you meant. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, guys, it's really funny. <laughs> like, what did I say that made you laugh? Oh, my God. Said, oh, I told you I'm a long slides. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I told you I am schlong side you for this. Yes, that's what you said. And I laughed out loud. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, it was, it was great. I am nothing if not memorable. I'll say that much. Well, I think you made a lasting, a schlong lasting impression. (laughs) That was a good one too. (laughs) A schlong lasting impression. I am who I am and I do not, obviously I do not um, proofread. But in my defense, I didn't know the WebEx would be in an email. If I would have sent an email, I would have proofread it. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's a message, like it's like a messaging system, it's, you know, I don't always check what I say. Normally I'm like, oh, that's, I'm an idiot, but yeah, this is WebEx. It's like the text messaging with computers. Like you don't, I'm going to proofread that. It's the internal messaging system so that you can go and message your buds and say, here's this gift. I was just really excited to, um, to laugh at your. Your schlong jokes. And that's exactly what I needed. Because I don't I don't need support. That's not how I deal with things. No. 
Make fun of me. Laugh with me. Be immature oh, with me. That's the first thing I did was start <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> oh. I, I think I said like one of the first things was uh, quit talking about schlongs. <laughs> at work. Yeah. Something like that. Like I instantly was like, oh, you're not getting support for, from me. I sent my, I sent my boss uh, like a GIF in WebEx. And I think it was the same one I sent you where it was, I don't remember her name, the new Pam from the office, the girl that took her spot. And she was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so that was my week. Uh, I'm looking for a new job. Not really, but I probably maybe should. Because when you apply for anything else, everyone's going to be like, are you the schlong girl? <laughs> They're really just the, all the interviews are them just stringing me schlong yeah they just want to hear about the schlongs i'll tell the story here i am <laughs> just me and my schlong mm -hmm. you think your dad's uncomfortable yet mm, probably <laughs> that's fine he didn't raise me it's his fault okay yeah he had it coming yeah you want to know what's really funny now that i'm what? thinking about it my dad i called my parents earlier and i was talking to my dad and mill was on the phone too and my dad said something about me annoying him mm -hmm. or being annoying or something like that. And Mill said something to the effect of, now you know what my life is like. Saying, oh. like, she's always annoying him. <laughs> she was saying she's always annoying my dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, or I thought she meant she was always annoyed by your dad. I mean, I'm sure she is. Uh, <laughs> my response was, I have been annoying him for 30, for almost 30 years, kid. Like, catch up. Yeah. And she never will, because in uh -uh. 30 years, you'll still be annoying him. Yeah. Doesn't matter. My entire mm -hmm. life, I'm going to be annoying him. She's just going to have to try harder to annoy him. I don't know how to help her there, but, you know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> Something was said about Mill being more annoying, and I said, that might depend on the day. So. Yeah. Granted, she also isn't only, she's essentially an only child. Mm -hmm. I was not. Again, so, that's your parents' I, fault. I had more people to annoy. She only has two select people to annoy. That's oh, my she's mom got and dad. It easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's not even a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, the difference is there. Yeah. But anyways, that's my story. Oh, you want to know what else is fun that I found out this week? What's that? Oh, this is another story about my dad. Um, I found out my dad is coaching my little sister's football team. Oh. Would you like to know what I did when I found out? What? I called him and said, Dad, remember they're little girls. You need to be nice. Can he? He's, he said he'll be fine. Because he did coach my older brother's football team way back when. Oh, boys. Yeah, that was boys. Yeah. Which you know what he's like well is was lion my ever my little princess and i was like yeah he was <laughs> what do you mean yeah he was anyways he's he was he's like i'll be fine because he's like if you ever played football and i coached your team do you think i would have made you cry i don't know dad i don't know okay that's the issue <laughs> just trying to help you remember to have some patience with the little girls what is their team name i don't remember I think it's after the school, the high school oh, okay. in the area. Okay. I don't remember. They don't get though. to come up with their own, like, 
ridiculously girly, like the sparkly unicorns or something. Because mm-hmm. I would watch a football game. First of all, I would watch girls football anyways. I think that would be precious. Bunch of 11-year-olds. I'm assuming it's flag football. Tackle. It's full on tackle? Mm-hmm. tackle. Oh, hell yeah. I got to see if we have one of those because that sounds fun. But I would absolutely go watch a bunch of 11, 12-year-old girls tackling each other for Team Sparkly Unicorn and Fluffy Cupcakes. They might have. I don't think so because if I remember correctly, last year they um, they had they just went by like the name of the school because it was like regional. Yeah, kind of like how the boys is set up to some extent, but for girls. What? But it's a much smaller league. Takes the fun out of it a little bit, but I'm still here for it. Fine. What position does Millie play? I have no clue. Okay, I can text my dad. I'm just curious. Mm. I'll text him and I'll try to remember to tell you. Okay. Position does play for her team. I also, I don't know if you keep seeing this, but there's a hound face that keeps popping in and out of frame here. (laughs) I do. Yes. Are you eating? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's why. Uh (laughs) You don't get any food. But he's so sad. Look at him. I'll sit for it. I'll sit for the foods. Look how skinny he is. He's starving. He is not skinny. <laughs> Hold on. Do you see this chunk? I can All see of this his ribs. Chunk? That's not ribs. That's fat rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear okay. you. Oh, I will tell him all day, every day. They're fat rolls. <laughs> they are fat rolls, my guy. Like, Poor look boy. at all this. Poor starving boy. Poor starving boy. He's not starving. I promise. Look at him. He's dripping. <laughs> He's like, give me some of that. Can you shake? I guess if you can't shake, you can't have nothing. <laughs> Did you see that look in his face? Like, shut yes. up. Cruel. Can you shake? Ben's shake. There it was. <laughs> you had to say the name first. Yeah. He's like, who do you want to shake? <laughs> he got a potato. Also, Maisie is here. Maisie, sit. Sit. Talk. She did it. She did what she was supposed to. Of course she did. Third dog. Come here, Bentley. Come here. Shake. Come on. Don't be a bitch about it. Come on, dude. (laughs) Sit. Shake. He'll only do it if he can see this treat. (laughs) Anyways, enough dog tricks there. Anything else? Any other updates? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. Not on me, on my side, at least. I'm trying to really rattle my brain because I feel like there was something else I was going to tell you, but I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. I guess it couldn't have been that important. Um, do you want, I guess, to tell us about some socials? No. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you all about our socials. So we've got <laughs> Instagram and Facebook, Helen Hills Podcast. We have X, or as Amanda still calls it, Twitter. Yes. Helen Hills pod. All of those are up and going. We do have pictures posted. Uh, we are up to date as of when we record them on pictures being posted. Dad. I'm telling you directly, dad. But those are all posted. We also have our Patreon. If you guys want some early access to episodes or any specials, anything like that, extended episodes, those are all on our Patreon. 
Um, let's think, what else do we have? Our email, if you have suggestions, which we do take suggestions, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's about it. Did I miss anything? Linktree? Link guys, just Google Helen Hills Podcast Linktree and we should come right up. Yeah. Now I think that's it. Uh, well, do you want to hear a story that I thought I deleted, but I didn't? Listen, last week I thought I did, not last week, two weeks ago I thought I deleted Lucky Luciano. I, I feel your pain. Don't be copying me. Let me have my own mistakes. I wish I would have, because I really, I, I scared myself. <laughs> but Ooh. yes, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so I couldn't decide on a true crime, so I decide, uh, decided on three. And they're pretty short. But these are all um, these are all true crimes that were solved with Google Maps. Okay. So that's why I couldn't find it because one of these I know. My first story is about William Earl Moult, and I changed it from I changed the document from that name to Detective Google Maps because I think I'm funny. So. Anyway, our first one is about William Earl Moult. He was born on March 26th in 1957 in Lake Worth, Florida, and he was a mortgage broker. He was 40 years old on November 7th, 1997, when he went to in a he went to a nightclub. Some sources said it was an adult nightclub. Some sources were like, no, it was a nightclub. So it was an adult club. Uh, fine. He can admit it. I mean, he's an adult, so he's allowed in those. No one's judging him. No, not there. I'm I'm not. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care either. You know what? They make buco bucks there. So as long as he is paying up. If I could dance, I would consider it. But I can't, so I don't. I wouldn't, but that's because my dad. (laughs) I wouldn't tell my dad. I would tell him I was an accountant. My dad would find out. That's the issue. Is my dad would find out. <laughs> my dad would never be the wiser. He would never know. He would be telling See, people like, yeah, she's an accountant. And they would be like, I literally saw her on a poll last week. Yeah. No. See, my dad would be like, absolutely the F not. Get off. Quit your job. Your dad's going to your dad's going to tell my dad what I said. We have very polar opposite dads here. Yeah, my dad gave up on me a long time ago. No, my dad doesn't give up on people like that. <laughs> people that knew William, they claimed that he was quiet. He was not very sociable. They also said that he wasn't a drinker, but he reportedly did have a few drinks that night. And I can kind of see this. Like, I'm not. Oh, my God. I, I think I may have had one drink since I got pregnant with Annie. But like, if I'm in a like, if I go out to a bar, like, yeah, I'm going to have a beer, too. I'm in a bar. It, like, it's a social drinking. Yeah. I get that. At about 9.30, he called his girlfriend from the bar and told her that he would be home soon. When he went to the bar that night, William was wearing a white button-up shirt with vertical stripes and a tie. He had on gray pants, a watch with a gold band and a blue face, and a gold nugget ring with two diamonds on one side and a dark blue London Oval topaz on the other. He left the bar around 11 p.m. in his white 1994 Saturn sedan, and when he left, people reported that he didn't seem drunk. 
by any means. But William would never make it home to his girlfriend that night. Now, 22 years later, Jerry Nyman, he was an IT specialist for Palm Beach County's school district. And he was working on a project involving bus stops for Polo Park Middle School. While he was doing this, uh, he was using Google Maps August of 2019 to search around the area. And that's when something caught his eye. His ex-girlfriend lived in a neighborhood close to the school. So as he was doing this, he panned across the map towards her house in the Grand Isles neighborhood just to kind of... You know, he's like, oh, I know this neighborhood. My ex lives there. Let me, let me see. Let me check out her house. That, okay, that's a little creepy, but I get it's also Google Maps. And that's how I felt it, too. At first, I was like, Jerry, that's not a good look. But then I'm like, you know, I would, I would probably do Like, I've searched my old apartment on Google Maps just for absolutely no reason. Like, I kind of get it. We're only human. I feel like it's only slightly different from, like, looking up your ex's Facebook. I can't really. I don't look up my ex's Facebook. I mean, I don't either, but I know people that do. It's it's just a little weird. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But at least it it <clears throat> ends well, I guess. Anyway. So he passed by this pond in her neighbor's yard, and he's notices a white shadow in the water. And he's like, that looks like a car. So he asks his co-workers and they come over and they look at the screen and they're like, no, you're, you're, that's nothing. You're crazy. You're seeing things. But he dug a little deeper. He can't get this off his mind, I guess. And he digs a little deeper. He looked into older pictures on the property appraiser's website. And he noticed that the shape had been in the water for at least the past four years. So he took some screenshots and he sent them to his ex who lived in the house. And she showed them to her neighbor, Barry Fay. So they went to investigate. He looks out there, but the water's too murky. He can't really see anything. So they now go to another neighbor, which I don't know that many neighbors. I know one neighbor. So they must, I don't know how things go in Florida, but. I don't talk to any of my neighbors if I can avoid it. The only, we talk to one. And I think that's only because. James knew them, like he used to work with the guy. So we're like cool with them. But everybody else, I'm just like, go away. Yeah. Go to your house. This is my house. Yeah. Like no, if we I make eye contact, contact, I'll wave. But I also go out of my way to not make eye contact. And you also go out of your way to say, no, I don't have extra butter. Oh, no, no I'm I vegan. I don't actually. have an egg. No, I'm vegan. Don't ask me for anything. No, I'm, I don't have anything. Yeah, I'm vegan and gluten free. And lactose intolerant. Yes, and lactose intolerant. So there's literally nothing here that you would want. Tofu. I mean, we do eat a lot of tofu. But not because I'm vegan, gluten-free, or lactose intolerant. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, if anyone asks, I am all of those things, and then some. <laughs> we'll find some new dietary restrictions for you. Can't wait. Oh, I'm allergic to sugar. There's one, I think. You're allergic to everything that isn't water. Yeah, I eat through a tube, actually. All of you do. Everyone yeah. in your house. All of us, yeah. If it Annie doesn't just, go through a straw, we can't eat it. Annie just had it installed last week, so. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
James has a couple, or not James, Lee has a couple years without it. Yeah, he doesn't eat it right now. All he drinks is milk anyway. He's not lactose intolerant yet. No, no. Okay, you can continue with your story. <laughs> okay, so they go to another neighbor because this guy has a drone. So they go to him and they fly the drone above the lake and take pictures. And they're like, oh, there's a car in the water. Is that the picture that is in here? Yes, they're all in there and they are all labeled according to the victim. Well, yeah, so, I'm just saying, is the picture in here the drone picture or the Google Maps picture? I believe that is actually the Google Maps picture. It's just oh. zoomed in. That's why the quality is garbage. I was going to say, even the Google Maps picture, if that's what this is, that looks like a car. I don't understand how his coworkers could be like, no, that's not a car. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't. It, sir, you need, However, they're not your friends. Power of suggestion, I had an inkling of what you were going to say. So maybe if I didn't know that there was probably a car in the water, I wouldn't think it looked like a car. I don't know. I still... Like... I, I feel like I would still, yeah. but... But, like you said, uh, how would we know? Because we know. I don't know what that means. Moving on. How would so... we know? Because we know, yeah. <laughs> how would we know what, how we would react if we didn't know? That's what I meant. I don't know what I said. But you how would it. we know if we know? How would we know if we know? Yeah. So they called the police who arrived shortly after, and they eventually pulled a heavily calcified white 1994 Saturn from the lake. Behind the steering wheel of this car, they found skeletal remains, which were tested and proven to be William Moult. At the time of his disappearance, the subdivision was still under construction, but the pond was there. So they're thinking he could have potentially been maybe a little more drunk than he seemed. Uh, maybe he didn't know the lake was there. For whatever reason, he obviously went off into this lake and drowned. And was there for um, 22 years. Barry Fay told the media that he had never noticed anything in the lake, doing yard work or if he was outside. But... The water in that lake, even when it was shallow, it was just always murky and hard to see in. And, like, this is Florida, so it's the land of swamps. And gators. And mosquitoes. And Florida manatees. Yes, it is. I don't know that they would be in this lake, but they're Probably. in Florida. We we're just know. naming what Florida's the land of. Yes. According to Cody, a land of hoes. Okay. I, I thought it was the land of Florida men. Apparently land of hoes. Okay. Well, that's the first one. We're going to move right on along to the second one because I don't know how to do that uh, with, you know, smoothly. So we have Davy Lee Miles on October 11th, 2006 in Byron Township, Michigan. 72-year-old Davy Lee Miles met a friend at Jake's Bar. and. This friend said that he left kind of suddenly and abruptly, but he said that that wasn't really strange or necessarily out of character because Davey had cancer, and the friend just kind of assumed that he started feeling bad and, and had to leave. His family and friends would not hear from him again after that night. Now, Davey's family searched for him for years. Um, again, this is in late 2006, 
They finally lost hope in 2011 after not being able to find him or any trace of him. And they published an obituary for Davy. And in this obituary, this broke my heart. So now I have to break yours. It's read, Davy Lee Niles, age 72, of Wyoming, passed away, and only God knows the time and place. Oh, that's sad. That is so heartbreaking. In 2015, Brian Hausman, he was on a lift decorating a tree outside of Cook Funeral Home in Byron Center when he saw a car submerged in the water of a nearby pond. So Byron called police and used Google Maps to show them where in the lake the car was. The car was soon after pulled from the lake and the license plate was traced back to Davy. His skeletal remains were also found behind the steering wheel. His wallet was found in the car with him as well, which helped to prove who this was. They did still test his remains, though, just to make absolute sure. Mm -hmm. Davy was found less than half a mile from the bar that he met his friend at. Mm -mm. Sorry, I have ice in my mouth, but that was really sad. After finding, uh, after the remains were found, his family met at the pond to pay their respects. And Scott Hathaway, Davy's son-in-law, spoke to the media. And he said, why God waited nine years? I have no idea, but we're happy. It's good to have him home. Closure's good. Yeah, it is. I imagine it's at least, like, like they 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 found him. They have him. They're able to bring him home, put him to rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting. I can feel myself getting stopped up. The final story I have is this one. This one's wild. Which one did you, did you know about? You said it's you the one you're about. One. Yeah, it's the one you're okay. going to. That's what I thought. Paulette Landro. I believe that's how you say it. I think that's what I'm going with. She was born April 16th, 1937. She was 83 years old. She lived in Andenne, Belgium. Belgium. She was married with four children and she also had grandchildren. She vanished from her home at about 1 p.m. November 2nd, 2020. Her family almost immediately called the police when they couldn't find her. She was never leave for long without talking to somebody. And she would absolutely not go without contacting them whatsoever. But police, while they took this really seriously, like really quickly, they had nothing to go on. She left no trail. Uh, They did spread the message in the media and on Facebook for the community to be on the lookout for Paulette. They included a description of her. She was she had a medium length gray hair, glasses. She was wearing a blue jacket, black pants. And brown shoes the last time she was seen. And they said that she was possibly disheveled. And that she could also possibly be confused. So I don't know if maybe she had like Alzheimer's or dementia or something along those lines. It wasn't stated. But multiple sources said that she could have been confused. She was possibly just. It was almost like. It's almost it like almost they're like, throwing everything out there. Like, yeah. she could be this and this and this. Yeah, like, she, and, like, 83, like, okay, if you're suddenly somewhere, like, I, 
hell, I get confused now if I, you know, like I could walk into another room and forget what I went in there for. So God only knows what I'm going to be like at 83. I hope, I hope I'm going to be sharp, but let's be real. I won't. Nope. I've already accepted. I won't be. Yeah. So you met my dad. He's already losing it. I have not met him physically, but I have heard the stories. You've heard and his I, stories I and all his stuff. Story. He's yes. getting old. He's losing it. If you're religious, pray for him. That's he all we're it. saying. Yeah. <laughs> so the, he, the police launched a full-scale search. They searched the area around her house. They brought out sniffer dogs. They had a helicopter with thermal imaging equipment. But Paulette was never found. For two years, her family wondered what happened to her because she literally is like she just got up and left in october of 2022 from what i read her case was on the verge of being closed now i don't know how you can close this case that's unsolved but i mean it was very much cold at this point Mm -hmm. but somebody that was involved in this case he looked up paulette's house on google maps And from what he said, he was trying to use it to piece together her steps as she left the house that day. So he was really shocked when he got on Google Maps and was kind of, you know, clicking virtually going down the road. He was shocked when he saw Paulette on the Google Maps. It just so happened um, that multiple photos were on Google Maps because the Google streetcar as she disappeared, was going down the street. Do we know if, like, these were confirmed to be the day she went missing? Yes. Okay. I don't know how. I assume they possibly got in touch with Google just to be sure. Yeah. Well, I only asked because she doesn't match the, her clothing doesn't match the description. Right, yeah. She has on the black pants uh, and the brown shoes, but she does not have on the blue jacket. Mm Mm-hmm. So that I'm confused on, but it also said that she left from her house. So maybe, I don't know, the jacket would have been like a heavier coat that she may have worn if she was going to town. Not really sure, uh, but Paulette was seen in the pictures that we will upload, crossing the street and walking down the steps into her neighbor's garden. Police immediately went to the neighbor's house. And this is the part that is wild to me. They found her body lying on the riverbed at the foot of the dike. And it was believed that she either fell down the stairs or she was sick. She fell, couldn't get back up. But I'm just... (laughs) How did they not notice? How? Like, you brought out dogs? Sniffer dogs. And she literally crossed the street. Uh, You can see in the one picture that's kind of far away, the red house is hers. Yeah. And then the brick house is her neighbor's. Yes. She was found only a few hundred meters from her house, out in the open for two years. And and nobody, nobody noticed anything? Like, y'all didn't even smell anything bad on the wind as she decomposed? Like, I just, I don't understand. This is mind-boggling to me. And I mean, if she's 83, I think it's kind of safe to assume that her neighbor could potentially be the same age. So maybe they're not going out and walking down to this river, but. But like you said, sniffer dogs, like. Helicopters. Nothing. 
nothing. <clears throat> and I, I can see in some of the pictures, like there's a lot of trees, so I can see maybe how the helicopters didn't see her. I can, right. I can get, get that. Mm-hmm. But like the sniffer dogs? And I also wonder too, like in the US, if you're going to search for someone, you have to have permission from that person to search their property. The property owner. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. that so many times. Yeah. Now, I don't know how that works in Belgium. Uh, I mean, I guess it could be very similar. Kind of makes sense that you can't just willy-nilly stomp on someone's property. But, I mean, I also assume if she's going to visit her, she's very obviously going to visit her neighbor in these pictures. So, I mean, they don't feel like they would hate each other. Right. When you want to find her. Right. This just, this one broke my heart. They all broke my heart, honestly. It's just it's confusing because that one, oh, that last one kills do me. Not, do not understand. I mean, I guess, like you said, with the tree coverage, um, if they're using thermal imaging, but she's no longer alive, I, depending on how long she'd been there, I guess that she wouldn't show up. Oh, it's just crazy. It, it is so sad, too. Uh it's just crazy. The whole okay, all of them are crazy to me, right? Yes. However, the drunk driving ones aren't as shocking to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And no, they may not have seemed super drunk, but if they they're social drinkers or even any amount of alcohol, like that can impair your driving. Yeah, like we've all heard it being said, buzz driving is drunk driving. Yeah. Guys, if you're going to take a drink, don't drive. Yeah. Have a DD. A responsible DD. Or Uber. Yes. You know? Or Lyft. Either of those options are fine. Point being is that just don't drink and drive. Just don't don't do it. But, uh, yeah, that is my... Those are my stories on Detective Google Maps. I'm just here. I'm wrapping my head around it. Okay, it's fine. We're fine. I got I my head will never be wrapped around it, but that's okay. I did include pictures of the cars too. Two, yeah, the two cars, and this it is that is so. It just makes me so uncomfortable because those cars have been in there for so long. Oh yeah, and you can't see the remains in the cars, but. I don't feel like I would want to. I mean, I based on how the car to. looks. Yeah, the one for um, William Moult, that mm-hmm. one is crazy to me because, like, that doesn't even look like a white car come like in there anymore. No, it doesn't. And that's the one he was in there for twenty two years. Yeah, and that one makes me uncomfortable. Ugh. Ugh, I don't, I don't like it, but I'm also like glad that family's got closure and things like that. Yeah, I I really am too, especially after so, this so long for some of them. And even even though Paulette was on the shorter end, you know, in comparison, still two years to not know where your grandma went. Right. Oh, I cannot imagine. Like two, that two years is a long time. Mm-hmm. I maintain though that uh what was his name? Jerry Nyman. Don't don't be snooping on your girlfriend anymore. Your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, like and 
to his credit too, if he could just text her and be like, Hey, I know this is random, but I was just at work and I was peeping on your house with Google Maps and there's a car in, in your neighbor's backyard. Do you think you can get them to check it out? So, I, like, that leads me to believe that they left on good terms. Probably, but it's still but weird. It's kind of strange, man. It's just a little uncomfortable. I just feel like it's... I guess maybe it's just him. I don't know. And I don't want to think that anyone is peeping on my house like that. I don't want I don't want anybody peeping on my house like that. I don't want anyone peeping on my house like that either. I just <clears throat> don't right. peep on houses, guys. Don't be a peeper. Yeah. Don't be a peeper. It leads to worse things. Or maybe you can help solve a missing person's case. I don't know, okay? Don't be a peeper unless you're going to solve a missing person case. How about just go in and look at lake pictures and see if you can see stuff? Rather than peeping on people's places. That's a better one. Yes. Okay. Done. Okay. Problem solved. Be responsible with your Google Maps. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Just don't be weird. Well, I'm sorry I didn't have much to say. I was having a hot flash and also very intently listening. I I noticed the hot flash and I'm not, I don't miss those. As you see me fanning myself, Cody brought me a glass of ice. So. I was listening. I'm so sorry. Um, But are you ready for a a story? I'm so ready because I know what this is. I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Okay. Well, look, I I have a story. It was inspired because the story I was going to do, I thought deserved more research. And so I was like, I'm going to take a little more time to do it. So I changed it up. And because I changed it up, I needed some inspiration Uh And honestly, what better inspiration than all these books that I have? So I cracked quite a lot of books. I know. I cracked open my Cursed Objects book, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, took me a very long time to find. Uh Oh, it was on the bookshelf. I just kept missing it. (laughs) So my bad. I went to every room like, where the hell is this book? And then I called Cody to be like, where the hell? Why can't I find this book? And I'm on the phone with him. And I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so I have a cursed object for you. Okay. Specifically a stone. This is mm-hmm. the cursing stone of Carlisle, England. Uh, my only problem, that's a boulder. I didn't name it. Thank you. Okay. Well, England, that's a boulder. Okay. Well, I don't think England named it either. But it's in England. It is, but they didn't name it. The I'll explain who named it, okay? okay? Okay. But it was not necessarily England. So this is actually an art piece that took inspiration from some of England's and Scotland's history. During the Middle Ages, Scotland and England, they're at war, right? There's tension, they're neighbors, and the people of the borders, they had some high tensions there. Many of the people that lived along the border in Scotland and England, they were contending with the opposing armies. And so, like, their livelihood is just destroyed by battles, fighting. And even when there was no formal war or battles, the border people were always just dealing with high tensions in general. And because of the high tensions and the instinct to to survive, many of the families would start using the method of strength in numbers. So they would start grouping up with other families to defend themselves or oftentimes attack other families. 
So essentially they would be the product. This would be the product of the hostility. And the product is the border reavers. Border reavers. Border reavers. Okay. Now this is both Scottish and the um, people of England, the English peoples, whatever you want to call them, Anglo. But these reavers are oftentimes described as more predatory. So they often attack their victims regardless of nationality. Um, They're like land pirates, you know? They just kind of are doing their own thing. I like that, land pirates. They're land pirates. Typically, they would attack so long as the victim's families had either no powerful friends or were not kin of their own. And they would just raid and plunder everything. Now, the governments at the time, they were kind of fine with it. They're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Essentially, they saw these reavers as like the first line of defense from invasion from either side. They're like, look, we've got Scottish reavers. If English, if England tries to invade, the reavers are there. They're our first line of defense. And they're, they're pretty ruthless. Okay. Yeah. Now, the families could be punished. It's not like the government took complete ignorance to what they were doing. They could be punished. But that was... Basically, if authorities were like, your behavior is a little too much, <laughs> which I'm like, what's too much for you guys? Now, this is war. It's war, baby. Now, the Reavers, the Raiders, they would often steal cattle or livestock. They would typically do this in the fall or winter because at that point, the livestock are um, rotund, like my dog. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, they're. And where this is, the borders aren't always great for farming. Like it's, yeah, you might have a lot of land, but it might be mountainous land. So it's better for cattle or for, uh, okay. for livestock. Point. Yeah, it might not be just flat, easily. Right. Gotcha. Mountainous. And, you know, they have a lot to do there. So that's why they're like, oh. we'll just take the cattle. No big deal. Now, the raids that they would conduct could be as small as a few dozen individuals. To some reports stating that it was a large organized 3000 rider campaign. Oh. Like these guys are not messing around. Like 3000 people rallied to go raid the other country. How do you even like it's it's mind-boggling to me. I've never been in the military. I don't know if that's obvious. It is absolutely mind-boggling that one person can just round up 3000 people, oh, excuse me, 2999 other people. And be like, hey, we're going to go steal these fat-ass cows you coming with? Now, keep in mind, they didn't only steal cows. They would plunder the people's homes, oftentimes um, harming people in their way. Yeah, I didn't didn't, want to... Yeah. I mean, pirates do some really not great stuff. So I assumed the pillaging and potentially raping and murdering and... Yep, all those things. Yeah, I wanted to focus on the cows. Okay, that's fine. We can focus on the cows since that was like a livelihood for a lot of people. So it kind of screwed a lot of people. Yeah. So really, essentially, these Reavers, they're just ruthless. They're causing havoc for both sides of the borders. Now, due to the violence and conflict, Archbishop of Glasgow, Glasgow, Gavin Dunbar, would put his foot down. Oh, okay. This was after about 500 years of this going on. Oh, gee, don't get in a hurry, Gavin. In his defense, he hasn't been alive for 500 years. Well, how long has he been? What was I don't. He? Archbishop? Archbishop? Okay, yeah. I almost said Pope, and I'm like, nope, different person. Mm-hmm. Different, how nope. long has he been Archbishop? <laughs> I don't know I'm... how long he was Archbishop for. 
the only way I'll forgive him is if they're like, hi, you're Archbishopness. This is you now. This is your job. And he's like, first order of business. The Reavers got to stop Reaven. Okay. Well, he puts his foot down in 1525. And he would essentially put a curse on the Reaver. Oh. And this is known as the monition of cursing. Okay. Let me tell you that Gavin Dunbar, he was done with them. He was not having it. He would write a curse that was 1,069 words long. A short essay. Was it one sentence? Or like, surely it had to be more than... Oh, it's, it's more than one sentence. Okay. He would then have this curse read in churches all over the area. Like, he would say, you are reading oh. this. Oh, okay. So he wrote a curse and sent it out in a memo. <laughs> yes, he did. Did he proofread it before he sent it out? I think Asking so. Asking for a friend. Yeah, so I have the full curse. Are you going to read it to me? Well, do you want to hear the full thing or snippets? Give me the whole thing. Okay. I'll follow so, Schlong. Okay, you'll follow Schlong. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this is more the English version because this I mean, Archbishop was from Scotland, so they have some different dialects. Some things I was like, I have no idea what that means. So this is like the translated version. It might be a little over 1,069 words, but that's because of the translation. Makes sense. Okay. okay. I'm not counting. Okay. So it is super long. We might stop every now and then just to talk about like whatever it was in that paragraph. So okay. <clears throat> bear right. with us. Good folks, hear my Archbishop of Glasgow's letter under his round seal directed to me or any other chaplain makes mention and says how with great regret how heavy he bears the piteous, lamentable, and dolorous. Dolorous? What's Dolores have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what does she do? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, complaint, which has passed through Scotland and come to the, the his ears, be of open voice and good repute. How our sovereign lords, true subjects, men, women, and children, all bought and redeemed by the precious blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, and living by his laws, pointlessly murdered, slain, burnt, hurt, despoiled, and robbed, openly by daylight and under silence of the night, and their belongings and land laid to waste and their selves driven therefrom on church lands as well as others by common traders reavers and thieves dwelling in the south part of this realm such as oh lord i should have googled how to say these cities uh teviotdale exdale lidsdale ewisdale nithsdale and annanderdale do you know what exdale used to be called uh uh twitterdale <laughs> Sorry. You got me on that one. You got me. Okay. Okay. Twitterdale. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, who have been in, in diverse ways pursued and punished by the temporal sword and our sovereign Lord's authority and dread not the same. And therefore my said Lord Archbishop of Glasgow of Glasgow has thought it expedient to strike home with the terrible sword sword of the Holy church so that you may not need any longer endure and resist. And has charged me or any other chaplain to denounce, declare, and proclaim them openly and generally cursed. At oh. this market cross and all other public places, therefore, through power and authority of Almighty God, the Father of Heaven, His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Through the power and authority of the Blessed Virgin, St. Mary, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and all the angels, St. John the Baptist, and all the holy patriarchs and prophets, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Andrew, and all the holy apostles. St. Lawrence and all, ho and all holy martyrs, 
St. Saint Giles, St. Martin and all holy confessors, St. Anne and St. Saint, Saint Catherine and all the holy virgins and matrons, and for all the saints and holy company of heaven, be the power and authority of our Holy Father, the Pope and his cardinals, and of my said Lord Archbishop of Glasgow. And the advice and assistance of my lords, archbishop, bishops, abbots, priors, and other prelates and ministries of the Holy Church. Okay. I'll take a breather. Okay. I didn't realize I was muted. <laughs> so he was literally like, look, I say you're cursed. I'm going to make all these other, I'm going to force all these other guys to read this memo in church, cursing you as well. And I'm going to call upon the power of every damn person in heaven to also curse you. He's like, I prayed. They agreed. We're good to go. Cause okay. And this is like, okay. Still impressed at his short story, short story at his short story. A la curse. Um, impressed that he did that. We're not even it was... done with the curse. Oh, Lord. that was not the thousand words. That's just me needing to take a break. Oh, well, then I will say if we're halfway through this, him saying like this, these angels, these virgins, these, I don't know, apostles, like these other people that he named, that kind of felt like back in school when I had to write a 500 word essay and I stopped using contractions. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was just name dropping left and right. Yeah, he was like, I met them last Sunday in mass, and let's throw him in there. Yeah, everyone, I, all of them. Yeah, I went to church. I sat next to this virgin in church last year. Gonna put her in there, too. She probably met these other virgins in heaven. It's they go great. Yeah, they all agree. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not even halfway done, I can tell you that much. <laughs> okay. Do you need to move to snippets or do you want to read the rest No, no, no. Of it? We can keep going because okay. really we're getting to the good parts. Oh, okay. That, okay. that wasn't even the good part. Okay. Yeah, no, we're getting to like the juicy parts. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It goes on to say, I denounce, proclaim, and declare to all and sundry that the committing of the said pointless murders and slaughtering of innocents, burning cattle, burning, excuse me, burning cattle, rustling, plundering, thefts, and despoiling, both openly in the daylight and under silence of night as well as within church property and on church land, together with their partakers, assistant suppliers, knowing receivers of their persons, the good the goods burnt and stolen by them or any part thereof, and the counselors and defenders of their evil deeds are generally cursed, loathed, detested, denounced, and collectively curses with the great cursing. Okay, the Grinch said that exact same <laughs> quote, I'm pretty sure. They took it from this archbishop. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into the actual him, what he's cursing, who he's cursing. And let me just tell you, he was not messing around, okay? This is why it took 500 years. Yeah, he had a lot to think about here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. I curse their heads and all the hairs on their heads. I curse oh. their faces, their eyes, their mouths, their noses, <laughs> their tongues, their teeth, their chins, their shoulders, their breasts, their hearts, their stomachs, their backs. Their sexual organs, their arms, their legs, their hands, their feet, and every part of their body from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, before and behind, fronts and backs, within and without. Okay. I am now going to start telling people, I curse your face with the full power of the Archbishop. Because that is my, probably my new favorite thing. 
Like, I heard everything that you said. I heard he was, like, basically cursed them entirely. But for some reason, what stood out is I cursed their face. It stands out to me. All the hairs on their heads is what he's cursing. That felt I, personal. No, the whole thing felt personal, honestly. <laughs> it's like when you see someone you don't like and you're like, her hair looks like shit. Those are stupid shoes. Where did she get that sweater? That's what he was doing to the Reavers. I just feel like he's like, I hope they bald. I hope they go bald. They don't have any hair. And then I can curse their bald, shiny ass head. And I hope their dick don't work. Uh-huh. I hope their schlongs are no longer schlonging. <laughs> oh, God. What was his name? Archbishop. Uh, Archbishop Jeff- Gavin Dunbar. Gavin Dunbar. Okay. My hero. He's not even done yet. Let's keep going. Please tell me more. <clears throat> he goes on to say, I curse them going and curse them riding. I curse them standing and I curse them seated. I curse them eating. I curse them drinking. I curse them walking. I curse them sleeping. I curse them risen. I curse them lying down. I curse them at home. I curse them out of the home. I curse their wives and I curse their children and their servants and all who participate with them and what they decide. I come against their friends, their cattle, their wool, their sheep, their swine, their geese, their hens, all their livestock. I come against their halls, their bedrooms, their kitchens, their standings, their barns, their cow sheds, their barnyards, their cabbage patches, their plows, their harrows, and the goods and houses which are necessary for their sustenance and their welfare. That was straight out of Dr. Seuss for a hot minute. Was it with the geese and the hens? Yes. He just cursed all of their shit. He's and like, their not, friends. Yeah, he's like, not just the person, all of your associates, anyone you've talked to, your friends, your family, your children, your wife. Your livestock. Your livestock, your, your crops, horses, your crops. I curse it all. Your baby dolls. Cursed. Cursed. Done. No oh more. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. I wonder if any of these people were in church. Like, oh. They're like, oh, getting itchy here. Can't leave oh. now. It was probably the wives that were like, oh, God. God damn it, Jeffrey. I told you to leave that group alone. And here we are. We're cursed. As you see, like, the women and children standing up and walking out at that part. They're just, like, slinking out of the back of the church. Like, oh, I just, I got to go change a diaper. They just hurry home. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, way to go, Jeffrey. We're now cursed. (laughs) By the archbishop bro and all the saints agree we're screwed yeah like we can't where are you going you're not safe anywhere honestly i'm surprised they were not just smited in the church at that moment right oh and their horses that they left outside yeah oh it goes on though he's not done oh my god (laughs) i love him he is the pettiest man he was he's like this has been going on for so many years i'm sick of it we're gonna take care of it today. I bet what happened is like they probably got like a little too close or they burned down his childhood church. And he was like, that's no, no. where I draw the line. My church, they could have just burned down one of his churches. He's Archbishop. Yeah. Not in the house of my Lord. Hell no. So this next part, he is going on to some more biblical curses. I hope you saw Maisie just jumped in Cody's pile. Straight through the pile. I did see that. He's sweeping. And Maisie just jumped off a chair and just strewn it everywhere. Yeah. Cody's sweeping and she just jumped right through it. Just spread it all over. He didn't even start. He just let her walk past. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. 
<clears throat> it goes on to say, all the maliciousness and curses, whichever a word, a worldly creature since the beginning of the world to this hour might land upon them. The wrath of God, which landed upon Lucifer and all his fellow demons that struck them from the high heavens to deep hell, may it land upon them. The fire and the sword, which, atop, which stopped Adam from the gates of paradise, may they stop them from the glory of heaven until they forbear and make amends. The maliciousness that alights upon that alighted upon the cursed Cain when he slew his brother Abel with guilt may alight on those who are guilty of slaughter, which they commit daily. The maliciousness which alighted upon all the world, upon man and beast, and upon all that ever took life when all was drowned in the flood of Noah, except for Noah and his ark, must have been upon them and drowned them, both man and beast, making his realm deeply troubled by them and their wicked sins. The thunder and the fireballs which rained down on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the lands around them and burnt them for their vile lifestyles must rain down upon them and turn them to consume them with fire for their open sin. The maliciousness and confusion which alighted upon the giants for their oppression and pride building the tour of Babylon must uh, confound, confound them and all their works for their open plunder and oppression. All the plagues which fell upon Pharaoh and his people in Egypt, their lands, crops, and animals must fall upon them, their farmlands, homes, steadings, and milk sheds. The water of the river Tweed and other river waters through which they ride through must drown them, as the Red Sea drowned Pharaoh's people from Egypt while rescuing God's people of Israel. The earth must tear and split open and swallow them alive into hell as it, as it swallowed the cursed Dathan and Abram. Abram. Abiram, I don't know how to say his name, I'm sorry, who rebelled against Moses and the command of God, the wildfire which burnt Korah and his followers to the number of 250 and another 14,000 and 7,000 at once. Usurpers against Moses and Aaron, the servants of God, not suddenly and without warning, burn and consume them, but daily for standing against the commands of God and the Holy Church. The maliciousness, uh, maliciousness the uh, maledictition, which fell suddenly upon fair Absalom while riding through the woods to confront his father, King David, servant of God. The branches of one tree lifted him from his horse and hanged the air just as it lies upon the true Scottish men to hang them in the same manner for all of the world to see. The maledictition, um, the curse which landed upon, oh Lord, Nebuchadnezzar's lieutenant, um, Holferner's for warring and prosecuting true Christian men, the maledictician which alighted upon Judas, Pilate, Herod, and the Jews who crucified our Lord, and all the plagues and tri uh, tribulations which alighted the Jerusalem thereafter, and upon Simon the sorcerer for his attempting to buy godly blessings, bloody Nero, and the cursed Didius Maxinus, Olibrutus, Julianus, the apostate, and the rest of the cruel tyrants who slew and murdered Christ's holy servants must alight upon them for their tyranny, murder, and martyring of Christian people. I'm not done yet either. So, okay, in that one, he was like, here's all these shitty things that happened in the Bible. I hope it happens to you too. Essentially, yeah. And I hope you drown when you cross these rivers and I hope the earth opens up and swallows you to the depths of hell. Yeah. He, like, I, he, he is, probably could have benefited from some therapy. 
he essentially went through the entire Bible and said, that's a curse that happened. Put it in there. That's yeah. a curse that happened. Put it in there. He went, he took his Bible and flipped to the index and went to curses and was like, this one, this one, this, this one, one, this, this one, one, this one, all of them. He was just like, take them all. You're getting them all. I hope you step on a Lego. I hope there's a rock in your left shoe every day, except Thursday when it's in your right shoe. That's essentially what he did, right? He was like, no, here are all these curses from the Bible and I'm going to put them on you. Oof. I told you he was not done. And I still have three more paragraphs. <laughs> oh my God. Like I, I went from being like, this is great to like, oh, he's mad to like, is he okay? <laughs> You've gone through like a spectrum of emotions. Like he's, this is great. He's super petty. Okay. He's really mad. Okay. Is he okay? Does he need help? Well, like if, if we get to the last paragraph and he starts talking about praying for them, I know right now, this is every step of grief right here. Okay, well, we'll get to the last paragraph. Do you want to go to the next one? Yes. <sighs> Sorry, and I have to take a breath because it's just so much in one. And it's flowery words, too. Like the, the old-time flowery writing. I know. And some of it's like, I don't even know if this is what it's supposed to say. This was copy-paste, guys. Like... I'm yeah. not retyping any of this. We're 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 crossing our fingers for the, the uh, translation here. I am. I am hoping for the best. You guys are getting the general idea, okay? And all the vengeance that has ever been taken since the beginning of the world for open sins and all the plagues and pestilence that ever befell men or beast might fall on them and on them for their open plundering and theft, senseless slaughter, shedding of incense innocent blood i sever excommunicate and part them from the church of god and deliver them vigorous vigorously to the devil of hell as the apostle saint john delivered the uh, corinthians i prohibit the bar uh, i prohibit and bar the places to which they go for divine services and ministerings of the sacraments of the holy church except the sacraments of baptism allegiance and forbid all churchmen to hear confessions or to absolve them of their sins until they first be absolved of the cursing so, basically, um, you ain't a member of this church yeah, no more. You still suck. Uh, you have to suck somewhere else now. And you're going to be cursed forever until someone somewhere is like, mm. I absolve you of the curse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. After they confess their sins. So they could essentially. They be absolved of their sins. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. They have to confess it. But then they have to hope that this person absolving them isn't going to be like, bro, that's way too much. You ain't going to heaven. I can't absolve you from that. You stole 76 cows, burned down 46 houses, and did other things I don't want to talk about. You're part of a curse right now. I can't absolve that curse. Yeah, you're part of the archbishop's curse. I just passed my classes last week. I can't be getting into that kind of stuff This right is now. my first priesthood job guys i yeah. sorry and, and i have to do this for life i can't go like ruffling feathers this fast give me a month okay bro yeah they didn't cover this in clergy school i don't know what it's called temple in know. clergy 101 yes they didn't and cover this in my clergy degree so i i'm gonna have to refer you up the chain of command yeah you might want to just go straight to the archbishop because yeah. you know at this point i think he's where you want to be yeah you might just want to like mail him a fruit basket 
maybe just cut some fingers off or something to prove you're you're real serious about this. Yes, that's a good idea. Send him some uh, pomegranates and index fingers. Yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, I bet you anything he'd accept that. Then he would absolve you of the curse for sure. Yeah. Okay. He goes on to say. I forbid all Christian men and women to have any company with them, to eat, drink, speak, pray, lie with, walk with, stand with, or in any other thing or way do with them on pain of deadly sin. I discharge all marriage bans, acts, contracts, oaths, and obligations made to them by any person, other, uh, other person, any persons, other of law, kindness, Christian obligation, so long as they sustain this cursing, allowing that no man be burdened to them and that this burdened to all men um, and that this burden to all men I take from them and call down all the good deeds that you did or shall do until you rise from this cursing I declare them time wasters of all matins masses even songs um, dirges I don't know that word I'm sorry guys or, or other prayers on the bible of the rosary for all pilgrim pilgrimages and almsgiving done or to be done in the holy church or to be christening people enduring this cursing. He was really just down to mess up their life. Oh, <laughs> yes. He was like, we're not yeah. doing this, guys. 500 years of this? No, no, no. Land yeah. pirates, you're done. The women that were trying to slink out of the back of the church with their kids, no more. They heard that and they're like, I don't have to be married to him anymore? What? Like, done. <laughs> Let me. Check. Let's go. Jeffrey, sit Leslie? back down. You're like, Leslie, did you hear that? I'm absolved. Yes. Elizabeth, shut your mouth. I'm Watch fine now. what you're saying, okay? I can't lie with him anymore. That's fine. Yeah. But. I didn't like him to begin with. Look, he's out on raids, effing other people, okay? What do you want me to yeah. do? He is fine. He gave my dad two cows and a horse, and I had to marry him. But not anymore. Absolved of that. Thank you, Archbishop. <laughs> Now, what am I going to do with these kids? Send them back to their dad. <laughs> Jeffrey, you go with Jeffrey Sr. Go. I'm absolved of everything. That includes y'all. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You were still cursed. It said children. I'm no longer a wife. You're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And he finishes this by saying, and finally, I condemn them perpetually to the deep pit of hell to remain with Lucifer and all his kind, and their bodies to the gallows of the town hill, first to be hanged, then rent and torn with dogs and swine and other wild beasts. An abomination to all the world, and their candles go from your sight, just as their their souls go from the vision of God, and their good fame from the world until they forbear their open sins before mentioned, and arise from the terrible cursing and make satisfaction and penance. Okay, so I was very wrong. He does not pray for them at the end. <laughs> no. He wants them to die and be eaten by pigs. And he was like, put them in the gallows. Leave them there. The animals can deal. Don't even move their bodies. Let the animals eat them. Uh-huh. Put them in the gallows. Let them rot. Oh, boy. See? I was I very told wrong. You. He was like, no, no, no more of this. That was, he was one. This was a very long breathed way of saying God turned his back on you. Uh-huh. And you're now Ooh. cursed. Every inch of you is cursed. Your eyeballs, 
your hair, your sexual organs. Your wife's going to leave you. Your crops are going <laughs> to die. Your horses are going to die. Like Your penis is going to fall off. <laughs> it's like everything. <laughs> oh my god. I was dying when I read this. Because I'm like, bud. What wow. happened? Who hurt him? The Reavers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something really personal happened. Like, oh, this, you know what? There's no way this was just religion. Maybe a Reaver stole his wife. I think. Wait, can archbishops get married? I have no idea. Maybe. Okay, before he became an archbishop, maybe like as a teen. Yeah. A Reaver seduced or stole his uh his love interest and he just held a grudge okay i'm here for it yes he held a grudge he entered the clergy he worked his way up all the way because he has 500 years to do this all the way up to archbishop and then he was like okay i'm here i have a following i have power let's get down to business yeah and it was one hell of a curse it was bro (laughs) he was angry he was real bad just to recap he essentially curses them head to toe curses their family their livestock including but not limited to their horses their cows their hens everything he then went on to use every curse he could find in the bible and curse them with that he then blocks them from heaven and then condemns them to hell so he was like your face sucks your car sucks your house sucks I hope you get locusts. Uh, I hope you stay drown. out of heaven. Yeah. Oh, I hope you drown when you're trying to cross the river. Stay out of heaven, but there's a spot for you in hell. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's how millennials say that. What uh-huh. he just said. Notice yeah. how lazy I was about it. Mm-hmm. I'm that's not the, arguing. That's the Cliff Notes version. He was just not messing around. Okay. <laughs> he was not. He, I want to know how long it took him to write that. Because I'm picturing like a trash can full of the rolled up paper balls where he's mm-hmm. like, nope, not dark enough. Oh, I forgot this curse from the Bible. He's like, hold on, let me put that in here. I forgot Sodom and Gomorrah. How could I forget that? I'm just imagining like if this were the Bible, he's got that open and he's like reading through it and then writing down. And in the meantime, he's like, (laughs) this will get him. (laughs) He's like, what else can I curse? Their hair? Is that on them? Yes. What else? Their schlongs? Cursed. (laughs) Like, he was like everything. He was like, "Mm -mm. y'all done effed up, guys. Cabbage patches? Gone. Gone. Cursed. Oh, my gosh. Pins? Not laying eggs. That's for sure. I'm, I'm looking up a picture of this guy. There's got to be a picture. Oh, I should have added one. I didn't even think. Of... Remember, it's 1525 when he when he does. It's got to be a painting or something. Let's see, Archbishop Gavin de what? Uh, Gavin de Dunbar. Oh, for sure, I have a picture. I I'm gonna put it up. Hold on. I didn't even think about putting his picture up, but. Oh, he absolutely wrote every word of this from memory. Oh, he absolutely wrote this 
And then just fact-checked himself and rearranged. Yeah. Yes. He wrote this from memory, and the only thing he had to change was a couple of spelling errors here and there. Oh, for sure. He was absolutely not having... He was... Listen, he's... He might be my hero. I... I kind of want to put a picture of this in my house. Do I it. don't know where. Maybe the bathroom? I was going to say Annie's door. Wait, that would that help her maybe? Maybe it would keep the evil in her room? Yes. Wait, then she'll stew in it. But then when she exits, the, the evil stays in there. But she sleeps in there. So it's going to like... She's going to marinate in it. I don't know I... if I want her marinating in evil. Okay, maybe put it on yours and James's door so the evil can't cross that threshold. That's an idea. Okay, done. Maybe it'll keep her out of our bedroom. She Make keeps sure going in there. Eye and level. There's like diapers everywhere when she leaves. Just make sure the painting's eye level so when she walks up to it, it's like he's looking into her soul. I really like this idea. Okay. Also, because if it's eye level with her, it's not eye level with me. Exactly. It's like butt level, which is even funnier. <laughs> the only issue, you have to keep raising it as she grows. You nope, know, that's a James problem. That's a oh. man's job. Okay, Unless he wants thumbtacks all over our walls. Because I can do that. I can make it happen. Depending on how heavy it is, I can use tape. Command strips. Yes. Done. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so not messing around. Eventually, the Reavers would kind of die out i guess they don't actually die but like the disputes between england and scotland they're sorted out and the reavers just kind of go back to being farmers because they have no no more anything anything to defend (laughs) i guess and they were often compared to like the wild west cowboys or pirates so this is like it's odd to me just picturing them being like one day they have their pitchforks and the next day the their pitchforks that are on fire and the next day they're just like well back home to my family and my crops if they're still there yeah i don't necessarily know if it was that way or more if like their children didn't continue the reading or the you know that i don't want to call it a tradition but that lifestyle okay that makes way more sense than what i was thinking so they were like, okay, no more of that. We're just going to be good old farmers over here. There's no more <laughs> disputes over land, you know? Yeah. Um, some of them might have been like, okay, well, we figured it out. They said no more need for us to defend ourselves. And I'm going to go back to farming. Got me a whole bunch of cattle from this last raid. I'm on my way home. I feel like it can't be that easy, though. Like, <sighs> the government or someone had to step in and be like, Paul, I said, put the gun down gun no this is the 1500s put the sharp stick down yeah someone had to have but i don't know i didn't get that deep into it i just uh was like all right they're done i guess but it lasted about 500 years and then they just dusted off their pants and went all went about their way like guys just so that you can like imagine how bad this is um, I believe, I didn't put this in my notes, I'm sorry guys, but the I believe it was the English side, England, thought about putting up or restoring a wall that was from the Roman Empire that had separated the two countries. Oh. Like that was discussed. That was like a thought process. They were like real serious about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was bad. They almost separated the bedroom. 
Uh-huh. Anyway. that would have stopped the Reavers? Probably not. <sighs> they would have found a way. They would have just climbed over the wall. <laughs> no big deal. So that's the curse that Archbishop Gavin Dunbar put on everyone, or on the Reavers. Now let's skip to 2001. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're just skipping right over Hot it. Skipping a jump. Yep. So 2001, you know, turn of the millennium, you know, just happened the year before, no biggie. And the city, district, whatever they called it, of Carlisle in England was like, you know what? Let's get with the times. Let's get like a millennium something to like commemorate that we made it past the millennium. And they would commission artist Gordon Young to design something for the turn of the millennium. Now, Gordon Young was inspired by the history of the Reavers. And also, he was of Reaver descent. And so he was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And Carlisle, the city where, you know, this art was commissioned for, was in the borderlands. And there were a lot of Reavers actually imprisoned in the Carlisle castle. So, no, 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 just in the Oh, okay. I was like, damn, how does that work? Okay. It was I'm the sorry. curse. They like Ooh. hung them and left them in the gallows and were like, well, he's sad. Pretty sure they're they're bricked up in a wall somewhere. They yeah. did that back then. No, it had held a bunch of the Reaver prisoners. And so like it had that history. And so he took his inspiration. And so he would design a rock with a little over 300 words. It actually wasn't a little. It was like 383 words of this curse that I just read to you. He would then get Andy Altman to create the rock. So Young designs it. Andy Altman actually creates it. This rock is said to be between 7 to 14 tons in weight. Uh, oh, God. Most sources said closer to 14 tons. It would be placed on tiles with the Reaver family surnames on the tiles. So Simpson, Nixon, Blackadder, Radcliffe, and just dozens more of these Reavers' names. The art installment was placed in a walking tunnel that connected the Thule House Museum and Art Gallery to the Carlisle Castle, where Reavers had previously been in prison. And this was a walking tunnel that went underneath the main road and connected the two. And officially, the art was not installed until 2003, or maybe not completed until 2003. I didn't get clarity on that one. And just a week after this stone was installed, remember, this has 383 words of what Archbishop put in his curse, okay? Just a week after the stone was installed, trouble would start. Livestock herds around the city were hit with a mysterious wave of hand, foot, and mouth disease. My house, too. Did you know cattle could get hand, foot, and mouth? I did, because when I Googled it, I was like, what? My, my, I, what? I would think it was hoof, foot, and mouth. That's <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one, because I was very confused. Uh, yeah. Like, my daughter does not have cloven hooves. Why do we have this? But, yeah. Well, anyways, just a week after this was installed, livestock are just mysteriously getting hand, foot, and mouth. And reports claim that half the cattle of the area would succumb to hand, foot, and mouth. Half of the cattle. I and did not know it was deadly. Maybe to animals, I don't know. But ranchers and farmers would be piling the deceased livestock and just burning them to prevent the disease from spe- spreading. They're just freaking 
pyres and bonfires of cows and stuff and just trying to eliminate any potential spread of this disease. And then just about three to four years later, the Eden River would flood and thousands of homes in Carlisle and surrounding areas would be submerged in water for days. Has this place ever flooded before? I'm not sure. I didn't look into that. But still, like, okay, so we've got a plague on the animals. Uh We have a flood. Uh Uh-huh. What else happened? Well, then the local soccer team, Carlisle United, would be dropped a league. Stop it. They have to get this rock out of here. They were dropped a whole league? A whole league. (gasps) I hope they fired that damn coach. It wasn't the coach's fault. No, no. Nay, nay. It was the rock's fault. Did we get it the hell out of there? No. Also, many claim that the site of the stone was used for occult or devil worship or witchcraft or, you know, other things. So a lot of people... tunnel. It's a public tunnel. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you that's the claim. There were some ballsy witches. I know, right? They've got to have cameras in there. This is the the uh, this is in Europe, right? Yeah. There's cameras everywhere over there. This is in England. What? Yeah. Anyways, now the people of Carlisle they would begin blaming the cursing stone. Now, after all, the artwork is literally named Cursing Stone and Reaver Pavement. So, like, it's in the name. Yeah, it's, so, it's, there's no hiding the lead there. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, it's the Cursing Stone's fault. Now, people would demand that the stone be removed. And, you know, after weighing options and the cost it would take to remove the art installment. And the fact that they were still dealing with, like, the repercussions from the flood and, you know, things from that. They decided to leave it there. <laughs> Instead, they would... Yeah, the thing's 14 tons. What are they going to do? Just roll it out of there? Uh, I will say, that is one hell of a shiny rock. I don't think they want (laughs) to scuff it, okay? Well, I mean... (laughs) I mean, as an artist, you have to be pretty proud, right? That your piece made such an impact (laughs) that people want it gone. But it's also made such an impact that they cannot get rid of it. (laughs) I have his, the artist's um, reaction. Oh my God. Yeah. So instead of removing this this rock, they instead consult with local Christian groups. And this does include the Bishop of Carlisle, right? Not the Archbishop, the Bishop of Carlisle. And these groups were all in agreement and they decided, let's add a blessing to the cursing stone. I understood this was inscribed behind the stone. What was not clear to me if is if it was inscribed on the back of the stone or on something like behind the stone. There cannot be room on this thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. But there is something like on the wall behind it. Maybe I think it's it I has think a cross. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can think kind of make out a cross. Maybe that's what's going on here. Which one are which picture are you looking at? Uh, which one is this? Not the first one, the third, now one. third one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where I think it's on the wall. Uh huh. But like it's not clear. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not. 
And it does have a cross. So I'm not 100% sure on that one. I think it's inscribed on the wall based off of how they explained it. Uh-huh. But that's that's how I interpreted it. Now, the blessing was from the Bible. This was from uh, the Philippians 4, verse 6. And it states, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, uh, present your requests to to God. So, yeah. Did it help? Well, since then, no one's blaming the stone for anything. But what about the soccer team? Sorry, they already got dropped the league. They got to deal with those repercussions. They got to get it. Y'all got to, y'all got to figure this out, guys. Yeah. Some believe that the final act of the cursing stone was the death of Jim Tootle. He was a local counselor who blamed many of the misfortunes on this cursing stone. He was also a vocal advocate for removing or destroying the stone, and he suddenly passed in 2011. The stone said, nah. I said, really? Watch this. I've got 380-something words for you, curses for you to choose from. Which one you want, bud? (laughs) Choose a word. Choose which line you want. Okay. <laughs> and I got all these people on the floor to make it happen. Yeah. You put them all here. I just summon their spirit. Okay. <laughs> now, the artist, um, what was his first name? I just put Young on here, which was stupid of me. Uh, Gordon Young. He had a reaction to having his art potentially destroyed. So the whole situation. And he kind of seemed to be annoyed. And this is what he stated. It is of that order. They want to smash it to pieces. It is a powerful work of art, but it's certainly not part of the occult. Okay. Okay. He goes on to say, if I thought my sculpture would have affected one Carlisle United result, I would have smashed it myself years ago. Yeah, he sounds upset. Yeah, he's like, my art did not cause my team to be demoted, (laughs) Ali. I did nothing to the... like. Okay, in his defense, I kind of see where he's coming from because, like, we hear all the time, or you see, at least on TV, about people doing um, spells and Satan devil worshiping in abandoned houses, Mm -hmm. but we don't blame it on the house. But he did put a curse on a stone. But he didn't put the curse on the people. But he did not, he didn't include the full curse. So by him putting those words on the stone, did that cause the curse to affect the surrounding area? I mean, I do see right here, I curse thy land. And it stands out to me because it's spelt L-Y-A-N-D. So the southern enemy is like land. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I see something about cursing the soccer team on here. (laughs) He slid that run right in, didn't he? Yeah. That couldn't be his fault. He didn't design it that way. That would have been um, Andy Altman. Damn it, Andy. I bet he's for the opposite team. Probably. That was his That was his first mistake. He should have outsourced yeah. better. Yeah, he should have done his research better. So sorry, Gordon. But that is the Cursing Stone of Carlisle, England. I really enjoyed that. I'm so sorry that the curse was so long, but you guys, I was struggling to not read the whole thing to you. Cause I like, I gave Amanda the option, but I also knew Amanda would take the option to read the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not mad though, <laughs> because he really did. Like he put 
absolutely everything in there that he, he could put think of. his heart and soul into that. He worked so long and so hard on that. That that right there was his life's work. Literally, because when his girl was stolen by that reaver, he was like, done. Yeah. Studying the Bible, figuring out curses, y'all done effed up. That was that was it right there. That was the butterfly flapping his wings. Uh-huh. Done. That's that's what happened. I really like that story. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Like I said, guys, I know that it was a lot of you reading like the the actual curse. But I asked for it, so you can blame me. But also, you guys wanted to hear it. I know without a doubt you guys were like, read the whole thing! All 1,000 plus words. I loved it. I feel like if church was like that more often, I would probably go. (laughs) That's how we get you to go to church. Okay, good to know. Yeah, we just shit on people that are doing shitty things. Curse everyone and their cow. Yeah. Okay, well, now we know, guys. That's James. That is how you get her to go to church if you really want to go. We got to find one of these, one of these (laughs) types of churches. Yeah, we got to find an archbishop. You got to find an archbishop with a vendetta and a hat like his. Boy, oh boy, the hat and the staff together, bro. I feel like you need a picture of him like back in the corner. So when you're, like, behind you right now, so that when, like, we're recording, I can see him. Right there? Yeah. That's Annie's play corner, too, so (laughs) that would be perfect. I just feel like it'd be perfect, okay? But that, that's the story of the Cursing Stone. I'm glad you liked it. I really enjoyed it. Like, I really did. This was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Because I've heard about it. But I was like... Okay, a religious man cursed a bunch of people. No, he cursed. cursed. Like, (laughs) sir. sir. Why do you think I was like, oh, I love this story? And guys, I changed this like way last minute. And so when I found this, I was like, sir, yes. Like, we're doing this story because I want to read your curse. He's that kind of, he's my new petty love. Hey, dad. Um, let us know what you think of this curse and if you thought it was too far because I get the feeling that you're like no this is great I'm gonna start using this on the daily I still love I curse your face I curse your face I curse your, I face. Curse your hair every hair on your head not just on your head though on all of your body I curse your face I curse your hair I curse your cow I curse your crops and your I wife cur- yeah I curse everything. Your arms, your legs, your hands, your feet. The top of your head to the soles of their feet. <laughs> that is Dr. Seuss. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> he, he really did. This is Archbishop Dr. Seuss. He is the OG Dr. Seuss. Yes, he, you know what? I'm pretty sure he is who expi- inspired the man behind Dr. Seuss. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Mm, I can see it. I can see this being like a children's book. You know, I curse their heads and all the hairs on their heads and like their hairs like running away from their head or something in the book, picture book. Like, you that's know. really funny. And then a curse on their face. I don't know what it would be, but some, they would have warts all over their face. I like and, that a lot. And then their eyes, they would have like the thickest glasses that you could draw. 
I think you should make this into a children's <laughs> book. And I'm not really sure why you haven't already. And they could sell it next to the rock. Next to the stone. For all the children of Carlisle. Yes. You can make it a coloring book. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> I don't trust someone to color that in. I would color that in in a heartbeat. It's not. I don't trust you to color that in. I'd I put would... warts on them and they'd be red blisters in your mind. I would color this in in a restaurant like <laughs> that's what they need is to put a restaurant and the kids menu to have like the curses on it wait a minute <laughs> it can be a burger restaurant i curse your cow and you know they could have chicken because they curse their hens too let the swine eat their body it is just a platter oh of pork. oh my goodness <laughs> okay well i guess we're moving to england to open up a restaurant <laughs> all right that's TM, James can TM, cook, TM. right? Oh, James can cook. Yeah, that's why yeah. I married him. TM, TM, just in case no one heard. TM, yeah. TM that. Oh, wow. Whew. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to Helen Heels Podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram, Helen Heels Podcast, X Helen Heels Pod. Oh, I'm sorry, Xdale, Helen Heels Pod, or Facebook by searching Helen Heels Podcast. If you can find us on Linktree by typing in Helen Heels Podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create additional content for you, you can donate through Patreon. We're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at hellandhealsepodcast@gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye! Bye!